I know, I was just thinking in my head that this was sooner yet. Somehow it feels like it's been multiple, multiple weeks. But See, time has been melting. But I do want to say something, because we were checking the calendar recently for other purposes. This is Natasha and I. Yeah. And I wanted to bring up something with Andrew relatively early in this conversation, because Mm -hmm. we looked ahead and we saw that next week on the 27th of September, it's the Queen's birthday in Western Australia. Mm, now happy birthday that's the thing now the reason i bring this up for particularly for our northern hemispherian listeners americans and so on queen's birthday kind of just is a bit willy-nilly in commonwealth countries commonwealth nations wa has a different one from new south wales and then natasha went on a bit of a spelunking journey through the internet and then found that it is the governor of western australia who decides when the queen's birthday is so, Andrew, does that mean that your father-in-law decides when it's the Queen's birthday? Well, when you put it that way, yes, apparently he does. I'm so confused. Can, can he arrange for there to be two birthdays? I think that would be really cool if we could get that. Well, that's why I'm bringing it up. He's got some sway. Can you arrange for more Queen's birthdays in Australia? Consider it done, sir. <laughs> can we get like two or three a month, please? <laughs> that would be excellent. Wait, so is it more about deciding not so much that the birthday is, you know, October or whatever? It's more that it's like, oh, this year it falls on a Sunday, so we're going to observe the birthday on a Monday. Or is it literally the date changes every year? I think there is a, definitely a bit of that observance. You never have a public holiday on a weekend. That's unashamed. No, you don't want to. You don't want to waste it. I mean, you're no. like throwing it in the garbage if it's on a weekend. But then the other element is basically it's just when's a big spell without a public holiday. Oh, so it's like a floating holiday, like a, like a company floating holiday. Yeah, just okay. chuck it in there. I love me a floating holiday. You attach the queen's name to it, or at least her title, yeah. and then everyone goes, "Oh, thank goodness, we're still part of the monarchy. Oh. She saved us from that." Dreary long spell. And gave us a day and off. And then we continue. That was actually a thing, Martin. That was in the, the uh, Republican <laughs> debate that we had, probably before you were born. There was significant concern that Australians would lose a public holiday if we, if we lost our monarchy. You're talking about the referendum in 99? Yeah, there you go. Don't worry, I was alive. Okay. I was alive, okay. although not terribly aware of what was going on. <laughs> and then disgusted afterwards when I found out how it went. If we're not talking about referendums within the first four minutes in the show, what is this show even, really? Right? So, job done. We Love should it. rename our show Constitutional Monarchies. Probably. Probably. And that was Commonwealth Corner. Thank you so much. <laughs> I'm not a little laugh. <laughs> I should I should just deal with this. I don't know where... Okay, so I had to ha- undergo a surgical procedure, which is part of the reason why we're recording late. It also means that I can't really move my face as effectively as I would like to, and when I do move my face, it hurts. So mm. I'm having to be very deadpan. I've spent mm. the last few days, my children have been saying funny things over the last few days, cracking me up, and I can't laugh. And now you guys are doing the same thing, and it hurts. So if I don't laugh when I should laugh, that's why I'm holding it back. This show has been going for over a year now, right? Yeah, I know. Somehow. So this is the anniversary episode, really? Kind of, in a way. In <laughs> I mean, if anything were the way we do things, our anniversary episode would be at like month 15. So it's kind of perfect. <laughs> <laughs> so I uh, I shipped some stuff to Australia 
two two packages, one to West Australia, one to Wollongong. Uh, the one to Western Australia actually got there first, which I was surprised by because I assumed everything kind of just went into a funnel in Sydney or something. And then they just sort of put it on emus and sent them on their way. And when they got there, they got there. <laughs> but Western Australia got there first, maybe, I don't know, about a week ago. Yeah. Yeah. And then by the miracle of uh, Andrew's delaying the show, the other one got there to Martin yesterday or today, whatever time zone thing is happening right this now. This afternoon. This afternoon. Yeah. So perfect. There you go. It's all planned. When I ship things, it's with a purpose. So, uh, do you have your packages that were instructed do not open? Absolutely. Right next to me. Very exciting. Okay. And I, I think there's two. Is that correct? Correct. I've already forgotten, like, basically what was even in the damn things. It's taken so take long. A photo. And before we open this, can I just say that I think this perfectly highlights kind of like the difference in how we engage in keynote chat on our public discord, the difference in, uh, let's say, enthusiasm and generosity between Americans and Australians. Yes. Because <laughs> what did we do, Andrew? SFA. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you, Jason, for being such a nice person. Andrew, you're good too, but you know what I mean. Yeah. We'll, we'll let people calculate what that stands for. Yeah. I think I've got it, but I can't say it on the on the clean show, which we still have somehow. No one checks these things, I don't think, by the way. I don't think anybody's actually policing this. It's no. it's all fine. All we need is one Karen to start listening. I know. And the know. fun times are finished. This said it was clean. <laughs> I mean. So what do we have to do? It could be worse. So I think there's like an envelope one that says do not open and then a like a longer boxy looking one. Um, let's do the envelope first at the same time. We'll open it and then you tell us. Just what go to for do. it. Yeah, just tear into it. It's pretty self-explanatory. Hang on, let's get some. Oh yeah, we're doing a holy effect. Is that ple- is that pleasant to listen to? Oh, it's amazing. Okay. So this is this is a token of <laughs> the show. Uh, what the anniversary. heck? Beautiful. We all have one. Mine got here far faster than yours did because I already had it. A beautiful card that says congratulations on the whole year, on one whole year of being recorded in the Southern Hemisphere. Thank you so much. And what do we have in here? You did it. Oh, I love it. (laughs) Uh, How did you know that I would froth over a light blue? Same. Second generation iPod shuffle with the charging cable. So included. you guys got blue ones and I have an orange one. Of course. Because it's on brand, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? I'm going to wear oh this clipped to my wonderful. pajama shirt, which has a hole in it for the rest of this. It's like a pin for being in a club for some amount of time. But yeah. instead, it's an old uh, crappy iPod. Are all our episodes on this? <laughs> Funny story. <laughs> that was the plan. <laughs> But couldn't get it to work. <laughs> so I gave up. I, I spent so much time pulling all the episodes, getting them all like renamed and everything so they'd be on there in the right order. Oh, wow. Could not for the life. I had USB-C to <laughs> USB-A to whatever that stupid ass little cable is that's a USB-A to to uh, a headphone jack since the iPod oh, yeah. shuffle uses the headphone jack to for data looking at it right here plug that in to my uh 2021 M1 Mac <laughs> uh, iMac 
to which it it didn't do anything at first. And then I finally got it to show up in Finder, which, by the way, that whole thing where your phone and everything just shows up in Finder now after they got rid of iTunes, that just feels like that's how it should have always been. It's Works so well. Mm. Yeah, it's so nice. It just pops up like a drive and it's got all your stuff. It seems great. I mean, it's ironic that now that's there when you quite literally never plug your phone in anymore to a computer unless like something's gone wrong. I've been doing that to run my mod pod and it's been great, Oh yeah, so for sure. For the iPod, nice. definitely. But for your phone, <laughs> I mean, I cannot remember the last time I ever had to plug in an iPhone into a computer for any reason. I think probably jailbreaking like the iPhone 5 or something would have been the last time. Anyway, all that said, couldn't get the damn thing to take the episode. So I'm wow. pretty sure you have an empty iPod. <laughs> so do with it what you will. <laughs> I'll be walking with this this week. I promise you. <laughs> And I'll get funny looks. I'm I'm backing my Intel iMac to uh, deal with it. No problem at all. <laughs> That's what I thought at first. I thought maybe M1 like couldn't understand iPods or something. <laughs> like it just was like I don't even know what that language is. So no, I'm not even going to show you. But they did eventually show up. So uh, I don't know. Maybe is... you can get Martin will probably if anybody can get it to work. Martin will get it to work. That's true. And if not, I'll just pretend that it's working. And yeah, he'll have his little his little crappy headphones plugged in, walking down the street. No, no, he'll walk around with it with an iPod Hi-Fi on his shoulder. It's right there next to me. I'll do it. Boombox just style. stuck in the top. Yeah, yeah. it has carry handles for a reason oh, and AA battery slots. I love it. All right, box number two. That is amazing. Another box. This is Let's like uh, so. That's a wearable. Okay, let's say this call those wearables. That's what the kids are this calling. This must them. be a toothbrush. This one is more of a a, a shelf decoration. Ooh. I has, also appreciated the little waffle that you put in the box as well. The little oh yeah, the three grams. Of have sugar. you eaten that yet? I've been holding off. No, I'll, I'll get to oh, it. Oh, I recognize not, this font. Not a sponsor. What on earth do we have here? So this Brilliant. is a vintage old microphone for, I don't remember what machine this even went to, one of the crappy beige Macs, but it's just like, I found them and was like, these, you have to have this. This is... Well, you know, it's great. <laughs> I think this it. is fantastic. I love the, the quality of the box. Uh, just for our listeners, this is a... We can include a picture in the show notes. This is in the old Apple Garamond font with the beautiful brown cardboard box. Uh, microphone has been translated into multiple languages on the box. Uh, microphone, microphono, microphone, microphono. And it, it, yeah, it clearly says microphone over and over again. Is the idea that we'll record future episodes with these? So I had a thought that we could record an episode <laughs> or at least part of one with these really, really crap microphones let's do it um i found a lot of them and bought them all (laughs) because why not right it's really the box that that's great i I, it was great that the microphones were in pristine brand new condition this is one of those where like they stuck them in a closet in some place and then someone found them and was like why do we have this let's sell them for nothing it's amazing Do do you know what it looks like many years ago i had something that was known as a um I think it was called a pillow, a pillow speaker or a sleep. Oh yeah. Speaker. And it was like a little flat thing like this. And you would put it under your pillow and listen to your, your radio transistor as you fell asleep. It looked a lot like this. It also looks like it could be a medical device. I'm super happy with both of these (laughs) gifts. (laughs) Happy birth or happy birthday. 
anniversary. I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> you got some crap. <laughs> All right. We can start now. The first big task that we have mm. is to be as brief as possible in saying only one thing that we found remarkable about the most recent Apple event. This is very, very difficult mm. for us. So time is of the essence. You mean we can't do an entire rundown that takes longer than the show itself? No one wants to hear That's that. That's right. Okay. No. Right. No one cares. We're going to recognize it and we're going to move on to the next thing. So I reckon we go in alphabetical order. Andrew. Okay. Off you go. I bought an iPhone 13 mini, Ooh. but what I really want and don't need is that iPad mini. <laughs> Fair. Totally agree. That was amazing. You actually, you took the task and completed it and that was it. Almost haiku. Wow. I'm impressed. I'm done. Am I next? Wait, alphabetical? Yep. Oh, yeah. First name. I kind of already forgot what happened. Oh, I'll go with something stupid. That weird like edge effect on the new apple watch for some reason i'm very very drawn to that and i don't know why because it's not a practical feature but for some reason i'm super into it that's it <laughs> the particular marketing shots they were using of that newer watch face was it that kind of spillover that you were most interested in i think so i don't know why i really can't explain it it's not as if there could be a feature that that would take advantage of. It's not like I can see different widgets from the side or something, but they did a good job of selling me on something that I don't actually need. They're two for two on selling people what we don't need. Well, not yet, since it's not available. I haven't technically bought it yet. <laughs> we'll see. Watch yourself. Very good. Now, I'm going to continue the theme of things that we don't need and talk about the event broadly itself. Could some of these things just have been in a press release? Did it require a gigantic sweeping drone shot continuously across the entire state of California? Maybe not. So I enjoyed it and I enjoyed the experience more so because of our Discord participation. But by the end of it, I thought, hmm, was that an event? Or as I've said before, was it an infomercial? Okay, now we're moving on to a primary teacher style review for iOS and iPadOS 15. And what I mean by that is that Natasha has shared with me a particular way of encouraging constructive and positive criticism. Oh man, you guys need that. That's, this should definitely be taught in Australian schools. Exactly. Normally we just tell everyone they're wrong and they're idiots, yeah. but we're, we're trying to improve here, oh, right? Thank and the way that we do it, this might be a little bit of an American approach. We give two stars. We know you're big on stars. We're just 48 short. Sorry about that. And then we, we offer a wish, not a criticism, but a wish for something to improve. Hold on. Hold on. Wait, you give two stars, meaning as in one star for something good, another star for something else that's good, and then a wish for something else. So it's three things in total. Oh, so this is not a star scale of no. iOS 15 is five stars. This is, no, this is not an Uber trip. Wow. Okay. It's like we took away Alaska and Hawaii and we gave one to each of the good things. Okay. And by primary school, you mean elementary school, right? Correct. The thing before middle, which doesn't exist here because you just go straight to high. Yep. Unless you're in some weird system or in private or something. Wow. Okay. I'm going to go ahead and let you all go first so that I can <laughs> pretend like I know what's going on and just follow on naturally. Cool. Cool. Okay. So star number one for me is EXIF data in photos mm. on iOS and iPadOS. I've gone small and very particular here just because I feel like 
people are talking about how the iPad is a computer. Some people disagree. To me, this is one of those little things that just gets added where you go, you know what, you're getting more computery things. I can swipe up and see what was taken, maybe with my Canon or something else. So it just makes it a little bit more of a photography friendly environment. Yeah. Star number two, uh, I actually broke the rule here and went to watchOS. I didn't even know I set the rule for myself that it was iOS, but here we are. WatchOS, even more obscure than what I just said. I'm a very heavy user of the dock from the side button, right? I have a complication-free watch face other than the date in the simple dial. And for years, it has annoyed me that even though I set favorites to be the apps that are shown in the dock, it always shows one pesky recently used item at the top that I don't want. For some reason, they got rid of it. So now I only see the favorite apps that I've put in there without having to navigate past one that I didn't ask for. One wish that I have is actually, let's say for iPadOS, widgets are cool, I suppose, but every time I go to use them, they somehow disappoint me or get in the way or I find there's too much information density. I wish for something that will never happen and that is the transformation of widgets, not into something that's on the home screen and not in something that's on one column from the left that you have to swipe in, but a dashboard overlay that would come over the top and show me my favorite widgets like it did about 15 years ago. No one wants that, it'll never happen, but I want that. You could Thank have you, you could have like a ripple effect as you added one to the screen. That's exactly what I want. And I, and I want my lost widget to tell me every 108 minutes to save the world with the code, all right? <laughs> That's my two stars and a wish. Okay, well, my first star. I feel like I've written this almost in merit certificate style. Good job, widgets. <laughs> That's my first one. Yeah, they, they actually turned up. They've made an effort. They're trying to do something useful. Whether that turns out to be the case, I'm not sure. I went a little bit widget crazy on my iPad today just to see if I could actually find utility. Uh, let me look at it real quick here. So I, uh, I got random bits of widgets. I got a photo. I got weather. I got an email inbox. I've got craft documents. I've got an app store for some reason. I've got a calendar. You know what? They're nice, but they're not setting my world on fire. So it's good that they're there, but I'm yet to see a really, really helpful widget. Maybe I've got drafts. If I swipe over, I've got drafts on the swipey bit. That might be quite good. And I can know what time it is in Portland. Mm. It's 5.43 a.m. in Portland. Sorry, Jason. Jeez. So that's my first star, widgets. It's a start. Okay. Second star, text recognition. I'm sure I'll find a use eventually. That seems to be the big tentpole feature, the fact that you can you know, recognize any text from any photo. You're speaking of live text. Thank you. Thank you, live text. I'm sure I'll find a use eventually. Do you know what I tested it on just quickly? What? I took a photo of my iPod and it managed to grab the text on the screen and put it in the appropriate formatted list. Yeah. I was very impressed. The feature is insane. I I've... think it's technically amazing. But yeah. what do I, Brilliant. when do I, I, I'm trying to think when I've ever needed something like that. So I need to discover a reason for having it now. I reckon there are so many people out there who love doing handwritten lists or texts of things, right? Because they like the process of handwriting or putting down their thoughts that way. But then it's like, oh, God, what do I, what do, I do this piece of paper? So I can imagine it would actually be useful for digitizing things that people prefer to handwrite and then go away yeah. with it. Yeah. So I don't know if that applies to you. The one thing that comes to know. mind for me is the thing, yet again, that we're not doing right now. But flashback two years ago, three years ago, however long it's been, and you'd go to conferences for 
work events or whatever, you'd sit in on different sessions and people would be doing slide decks. They never give you the slide decks ever. They just don't. So you're sitting there and everybody's taking photos of the stupid slides mm. to make sure that you're capturing that. This is more a work thing, I think. Like if you went to a mm. like a fun event, it would be you probably wouldn't care. But for work crap, you're listening to different things and you're taking photos of slides. Now you take that and now I'm just highlight, you know, copying and pasting that out instead of sitting there trying to transcribe from a crap off angle photo of a crap projector. So that would have been game changer several years ago. So yeah. I'm sure sometime in the future that'll be, be a thing again. But I, that was that's one thing that always came to mind of what a pain to take a picture of a screen and then have to go back and look at those pictures and t- hand type them back <laughs> to notes. Like, so dumb. No. So. Well, Federighi did a similar thing with the whiteboard in the demo. So mm. I think you're... Bang yeah. on oh, yeah, whiteboard too. Yeah, whiteboard. you're in a meeting or something. You just take a quick picture, which, I mean, we've all taken pictures of the whiteboard forever. But now it's just that extra step of... Now you have it as actual text, so you can search it. Whereas I'm the OCD guy that never likes to take photos of anything like that because they're not genuine photos and they don't belong in the photo album. They should never be in the photo album. Oh, boy. So I've got to find a different app that I can use for utilitarian photos. That sounds like you. Anyway, my wish is that I could use the power that my M1 iPad has in a meaningful way because we're still still not moving the needle on that. I'm still using a 2018 iPad Pro and like... It works. I don't, yeah. it's fine. I don't know anything that it doesn't do. I mean, I, do I want an M1 iPad? Of course I do, because it's an M1 iPad. But until it does something, even if it's something like, oh, it only, this iPad can run, I mean, I don't really think, I don't want it to run Mac OS apps. I think that's not a good way to go. But let's say there was some, I don't know, make up a thing, Catalyst something or other that, oh, these kind of apps can run on anything that's m1 okay then i would probably consider upgrading but there's nothing where i'm like oh my gosh this is so slow or yeah it doesn't load or there's just nothing that that ipad can't do and it's ridiculous that it's lasted that long you're right you're right software used to pull hardware sales you know like software would be too you'd you'd try and run this piece of software it would be cruddy so you go i've got to buy a new computer now that doesn't happen anymore does it no. I mean it's like the Mac, the Mac Pro, right? The big the big giant metal box that they have now. There's nothing I need it for. I it, it I quite literally wouldn't need any of that power considering I have this relatively compared to that cheap iMac that is ridiculous. It just goes and goes and goes and that's it. It's bizarre that they're able to to last this long. And it it, it it's, it's funny that it flies in the face so much of the like, oh, the Macs are so expensive and they don't they don't last very long. It's like this iPad probably will go another five years from now and still be fine. But okay, tell me more about your Chromebook. Natasha's still using her MacBook Pro from twenty fourteen and is still doubtful as to whether she wants to replace it. Yeah. And she does serious work on it. Yeah, she it's does. crazy. She does. They really do last a long time. If it wasn't the fact that I'm just an idiot and I have to buy new crap all the time, a lot of this stuff would just be completely fine for a really long time, especially this M stuff. This iMac, I feel like, is going to be handed down quite a few times over the course of its life because hmm. it's just that good. 
News flash, real-time update. Natasha heard me from the other room and has sent me an iMessage saying, wow. I'm on it right now. See? So we can confirm the MacBook Pro from 2014 is still running. Look at that. Live follow-up from the from the audience. <laughs> I love it. So, so Jason, do you have your... Uh... Do you have your two stars and a wish? Oh, yeah. I've been stalling because I don't actually have any. So I've been trying to think of them in the background while you guys were going. So you may have seen me frantically scrolling on my phone trying to figure out what I liked about it. So star number one is combo star. Haha. <laughs> Safari plus extensions. Okay. Kind of one star. I'm lumping yeah. them together. Yeah. I think that's something that I've, that I think has been needed for a while to have more, uh, parity between the platforms um so like having a one password extension in the browser on the ipad that's friggin' sweet i love that so that would be my first star and i i still love the new safari whatever not even gonna get into it but i think it's great uh the second one would be weather i know super exciting weather app no one talks about weather apps ever the new stock weather app It's really cool. I don't know how much of this is because of the dark sky stuff that happened however many years ago, but the new one I'm finding to be very nice. It seems very accurate for where I am. Uh, It's got push notifications, way more data when you actually go into a location. So the new weather app, great. I see zero reason to have any other weather app. So that's my second star. And then what what am I supposed to do? Oh, a wish. I think my wish would be these screens, how they work for the last 20 years. I just would like something different. I don't know what that something different is, but just this squares aligned to top left on pages. I mean, we have widgets now. Cool. I think the widgets are like 25% of what they need to be as far as being content, because right now they're kind of, I think of them more as shortcuts than actual applications. And they're new. They need some time to bake, but I don't really feel like they do anything. Much like how the clock app is the only thing that technically moves on the screen when you're not in it, there's got to be more stuff than just that. Like a widget should be able to be doing things while I'm just looking at it. There's no reason at this point with these freaking phones being as beefed up as they are. And now we've got 120 Hertz so we can do variable refresh rate. I just feel like more action needs to be happening without me having to do anything. Cause I feel like that's a big part of these devices. They're supposed to be thinking one step ahead and doing stuff for you. And it's like, that's great, but if I still have to go into it to get that result, who cares? Media Corner. Now, yes, I'm going to intro this. We have actually, this is off the back of a One Prime Plus member topic suggestion. David who was acknowledged recently for joining. Thank you very much, David. He was asking us, is there a movie that we love or enjoy that our spouses cannot stand 
and think that we're idiots for liking it. Absolutely. So I thought, you know what, this is actually a Media Corner discussion. So we're going to let David take over Media Corner today with his One Prime Plus member benefit. And I thought that we could each offer a movie that our spouses dislike or think that we're idiots for enjoying. Media Prime Plus. Exactly. So do one of you two want to go first? I'll go. (laughs) Oh boy. This could not have been a more timely question, honestly. Well, no, he could have asked this at any point and this would have been the same answer. Um, There is such a film that exists in the world where one member of my household absolutely thinks it is the worst movie (laughs) ever made. And this is the benchmark movie for when we watch anything that is not good. I check and see, is it better or worse than insert name of film? Okay. Wow. So this comes up a bit. Oh, this is like a running meme in our household for many, many years. I think we probably saw this again, not good with time, but this is, was it at least five years or more ago? I would imagine I should have asked her cause she probably has like the date burned into her head of like <laughs> the worst day of her life. Anyway, the movie hailing from the year 1935. So, you know, it's good already. Transatlantic Tunnel. (laughs) I can hear everyone like just, yeah, yeah, Transatlantic Tunnel. They're just cheering at their iPod hi-fis right now. I am. So the it's uh it's again a movie from 1935. Okay. And the cover, I I definitely go look at the show notes because like the the cover for this is like, what is even happening with that? I couldn't tell you. This film is I think it's pretty good. I wouldn't say it's like the best movie ever. This isn't like a, I think it's the best movie ever and she thinks it's the worst movie ever. She just thinks that it's something she would rather do anything else in the world than ever have to watch again. And the best part is that I have it in Plex, obviously. So every time Plex comes up, for some reason, it's one of the like recently added movies to the queue. So it's like always on the screen every time we bring up Plex. So that's always fun. But it's a it's a movie about making the transatlantic tunnel, which is a tunnel that goes across the Atlantic. And that's basically the whole movie. It's like a documentary, but not because it didn't happen. And it's fairly unremarkable as a film, <laughs> but it's become such a staple of our household in that Every, it's 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 its own rating system, right? So instead of saying is a movie two stars, five stars, whatever, it's just better or worse than the transatlantic tunnel. So far to date, I think we've only had one film that in recent memory that I convinced, I would say, convinced her that it was worse. So I, I think it's maybe not the worst now. It's like second worst. Can you sum up for me very explicitly what you like about this film? I have a thing for watching old crap for some reason. I'm not really sure why. I think I probably am a really, really old person trapped in a younger person's body, I think. Yeah, I relate to that. Yeah. And so I watch, I mean, a number of things. So 
I think we talked about like Twilight Zone and Alfred Hitchcock and a lot of the old black and white era television. A lot of radio dramas. I like those a lot. Um, like Dragnet mm-hmm. is something that I have been obsessed with for many, many, many years. And I watch constantly on loop probably until I die. I've probably seen every episode a million times. So this falls into that where I, I, I like those. You've probably seen them on on like the Apple TV or just in apps in general. There's like those really, really crap apps that are called like classics with an X. And it's like all the yes. like really, really crappy versions of uh, like public domain, just junk things that people would never pay for. I love those apps. So I will just go in and pick whatever random piece of trash that's in there that day and watch it. And I think that's how this movie happened. I think we saw it initially on a service called Voodoo. I don't remember. I don't know if you guys ever had that in Australia. It's really old. I think actually it's still around, but it used to be a a service way back before like Netflix and all that kind of stuff was a thing. And you actually got a physical box, like a, like a set top box from them that would connect up to their whatever. And that's how you watched all your stuff. It was actually pretty cool. I think it was kind of ahead of its time for what it was, but I think they had a lot of old crap on there. And that's where I first saw this movie. I believe that sounds a bit like the real play boxes that you can get here that, um, Mm. you know, like for example, if you have a different language as your mother tongue, they will load all this Greek or Italian content for you or something. Yeah. Yeah. This was like a dedicated box for that. Yeah. This was like Apple TVs before that was a thing, but it only was for that one specific service and that's all it did. And yeah, I think it was, Maybe it was 720p. So I think that was their thing was it was like high definition, quote unquote. Mm. But yeah, Transatlantic Tunnel. I think everyone should go watch it. Really. I mean, if it's the second worst, that that's a pretty, pretty good review, I think. I have to check it out. Right. Well, I did not expect that. That's a great answer. Everyone watch the Transatlantic Tunnel. Please do. Please do. And let me know how great you think it is. I want to watch it again. I just, you know, I obviously have to watch it by myself. So (laughs) we'll see how that goes. What do you got, Martin? This was actually a pretty recent viewing that I want to bring up. And it's not something that Natasha hated, but she really found disappointing and underwhelming. And that movie was a movie that she had not seen before. And it was Ghostbusters. Which one? The first one? The first one. Yep. Now I've, Long enjoyed this film. Most people are familiar with what Ghostbusters is all about. 1980s classic comedy, deadpan humor, Bill Murray, etc. You know, Dan Aykroyd. I've always enjoyed this film. Obviously, the song goes along with it. And I said to Natasha, look, I don't know if you're going to like it or not, but I think it's something that you should have in your pop culture lexicon or vernacular or general awareness, right? Yeah. We stuck it on and I thoroughly enjoyed watching it again. And at the end of it, she said, that wasn't funny. And I went, hmm interesting and she said it just wasn't as funny as i thought it would be and then i took a step back and it really kind of hit me just how much nostalgia or pop culture influence or how much you've seen something over the course of your life can really influence what you think of it because i'm a long time bill murray fan i like films like stripes groundhog day other things with dan Aykroyd in it like coneheads there's this kind of overly verbose deadpan humor or just the way that they approach the acting that I enjoy but it occurred to me that for someone like Natasha who has heard the Ghostbusters theme that many times on the radio and had this thing hyped up as some hilarious comedy if you're not familiar with that kind of deadpan or verbose humor at least from the states 
you're going to be disappointed. So it really put a different lens on the film for me, but it hasn't affected my own enjoyment. I'm with her on that. Yeah, it's a rubbish movie. And most 80s movies that are comedies are not funny. Very few hold up. But yeah. I'm going to regret asking this, but has she seen Back to the Future? Yes. And? She enjoys that. We actually went to see it live with the Sydney Symphony Orchestra. Very enjoyable. Careful with your answer, Andrew. No, that, that one's okay. That one holds up. That's a good okay. movie. It's very, very well written. But Ghostbusters is trash. No to Ghostbusters. Wow, that is, that's... She didn't say it was horrible. I think it was just the fact that you hear this really upbeat song with all the 80s synth and carry on and you expect that it's going to be like really laugh out loud funny. But a lot of the stuff that you watch from Bill Murray, um, for example, his style is that he is kind of always, at least I've interpreted it this way, that he's always kind of detached from the plot that he's in. He's always kind of... Not funny. Yeah, he's sniping at... No, Andrew, it is funny. (laughs) He's sniping at the thing that he's in kind of breaking the fourth wall in his own work in his own way has so, has she seen the transatlantic tunnel <laughs> well that's going to be next on our list maybe, now and we'll tell you whether she liked that more or less than ghostbusters that, that might reset her expectations <laughs> i mean they use a radium drill what more do you need from a film than a radium drill nothing it's pretty cool that could be its own character it should have just been in the in the credits radium drill played by themselves Get that at your local Bunnings yeah. easily. Do they, do they have people sitting inside the radium drill? Is it like one of those sort of... Whoa, like, no spoilers. No spoilers for the transatlantic tunnel. I'm just thinking about the sort of drills I used to draw as a primary school kid. And it would tunnel its way through the earth. Oh, like from, from Ninja Turtles. They'd, they'd jump in those, those yeah. drill machines and they'd drill through the earth and come out at like yeah. angles that yes. made no sense. Yes, yeah. I used to draw those all the time. Yeah. I just got the drill from the Matrix Revolutions in my head. That was kind of terrible. Oh, man. Talk about disappointing. No, go ahead, Andrew. All right. Well, Don't you I've given, I gave the 80s movies a hard time. I'm, you can give me a hard time because I'm not going to do this challenge properly. I couldn't think of anything. And so I went to Hannah and I said, what's a movie that I like that you hate? And she listed like 50. <laughs> <laughs> and she couldn't really think of any either. And so I'm going to... I'm gonna, uh. I'm going to answer this wrong, but I'm going to call a movie that most that we both like that most people would think is garbage. Ooh, oh, okay. interesting twist. Okay. Okay. And I can't take credit for thinking of this, but I totally Ghostbusters 2. It. it was Hannah. Dude, where's my car? Oh, wow. That's like, I remember that. With, the movie uh, with uh, face? Ashton yeah. Kutcher and Sean William Scott. Yeah. I have to admit at this stage that I've never watched it. I should. Oh, that feels like something you definitely would have seen. We we, we went through a period where we would watch this a couple of times a week. We basically knew the entire entire script off by heart. Wow. What do you enjoy about it? It's just this absurdity. It has been a while since I've watched it. I'm I'm due for a rewatch. But it's just, it's funny. It's dumb. It doesn't take itself seriously. It's a relaxing way to spend 90 minutes. Just stupid stuff happening in front of you that you can laugh at. It has been a while since I've watched it, so I'm struggling to go much beyond that. I am going to have to do a rewatch. Well, I'm going to have to watch both of yours because I haven't seen them. I know about Dude, Where's My Car, but never actually sat down. And then we can compare that to the Transatlantic Tunnel. We went. Through, it was in the period where we were watching. It was basically, um, it was Dude, Where's My Car, Office Space, and Go mm. were like the three movies that were, we would watch on repeat a lot. And because it was, we had them on DVD, and this was early DVD days when the library was limited. Office space, I can still like just say every line before it happens. 
It's actually in my Apple TV queue to rewatch. I added it from because I think it's in Star on Disney Plus. So I was like, oh, I got to watch that again. That movie sort of steered my career, the way I managed my career for a few years there. Well, the fact that it is quite literally timeless is amazing. Yep. Yeah. Much like the other one he did that tells the future, Idiocracy, which was like, how the hell did he, what crystal ball and where, <laughs> like what devil did he sell his soul to? Because wow, that was completely accurate. I've seen that come up a few times in Twitter since actually people have brought up that movie, Idiocracy, saying, hmm, yeah. But Office Space is like, wow, how did it know what my life was going to be at, at a certain point? And it's just, wow. Well, you know what, Jason? You've got upper management potential written all over you. I know. They made a movie about me before I even knew that it was going to be. A, it's crazy. Short of taking a, a handle off of a door with a drill because everything's key cards now. It's basically my life. Damn, it feels good to be a gangster. Oh, I don't have Dude, Where's My Car? In I'm looking in Plex. I don't have that in Plex, so I cannot. I think I still have it in that. DVD in the attic. I was going to start watching it right now, but I don't have it. So I'll just continue talking to you guys. And look, just a little plug here for people listening. If you aren't already a One Prime Plus subscriber, we've just actually meandered into talking to our own careers, which is actually this month's special members episode. So if you want to hear more about what the hell we do and how boring it might actually be, or how inspiring it might be, because I know Andrew's really into spreadsheets, so clearly Office Space inspired him, you should tune in to One Prime Plus and get that private RSS feed. And also, dude, where's my car doesn't work anymore because Apple Maps just shows me where my car is, so. Oh, yeah, real, I always say real quick and it never is. It's never, it's never quick. I know. I like to, like, I like to give people the, like, illusion that, oh, okay, this is going to be a, a quick segment. And then they're like, why is he still talking for, about teams for 45 minutes? I have the pleasure of rediscovering that as I'm editing. Continue. <laughs> yeah. He gets all excited. He's like, oh, good. This is good. Nope. Nope. That's a lot of waveform. <laughs> so I said a realization about things. And when I say things, I mean the task app thingy called things. Anyway, it, it's not really about things. It's more about completing stuff in general. So if you've used things or not, the way things works is it has a today view, which gives you one of my favorite things ever. The it gives you your calendar at the top of what's coming up and they gray out as they're, as you're done, which is great. So as you look at it through the day, you kind of get a nice little boom. Here's like what's coming up. And then your all your stuff that is marked today. And to me, for whatever reason, today means like whatever's in the today view has to be done today. For whatever reason, I had a one of those like wandering the desert, eating mushrooms kind of epiphanies that, wait a second, just because it's on today doesn't necessarily mean that it has to be added to today and then removed from today all within the same 24-hour period. Today really means this is something I need to be working on today no no task usually is a boom it's just done a lot of stuff takes you days weeks months to work on so this may be old news to everyone in the world but i am now doing today view as here's all the stuff that i'm going to be working on today and i'm not going to be stressed that i have to get that less that list down to zero 
Rather, it's going to be, here's what I'm working on today. Today is also tomorrow and the next day. And everything can have deadlines for when they actually need to be, quote, done, right? So now I have a today view, bunch of crap in there. But to the right, it says one day left or today, like it actually is due today or 613 days left. But I still want to work on that today and I can move things in and out of today on the off chance that somebody has been driving themselves nuts with stuff like this of, ah, oh, it's on today. I got to get it done today. If it's not done today, I got to move it to tomorrow. And it's like, no, just leave it in today and go with it. After hearing you say the word today so many times, today, yeah, I am simultaneously sold on your message and think that you communicated it very well, mm -hmm. but also I feel like that word has lost all meaning to me. You know, when you say a word so many times yeah. that it just becomes a sound. I'll give you a word that, to replace it. 5G. 5G. Jesse, you need 5G. Skip out. Nope. <laughs>